I recently read in the Times that a new wing was opening up at the American Museum of Natural History. The new Gilder Wing for Science, Education, and Innovation looks stunning and already is getting rave reviews for its design and purpose. Reading about that special place, it reminded me of a very strange night I spent there. It was in the early 80s, and I learned that the museum was going to start a program of free lectures held in the evening hours after the place had closed to the public. I always loved the museum, and I thought it would be great fun to get in there after hours. As a kid, I always had this fantasy of having the whole place to myself. I thought of how cool it would be to get up close and personal with the T-Rex when no one else was around, or to wander to the many collections and imagine myself in one of those wonderfully painted landscapes becoming part of the African veldt, something I always wanted to visit, and still do. It had to be a dream of many kids who grew up in the city and loved going to that museum. Kids who loved science, natural history, anthropology, archaeology, dinosaurs, animals, all of it. All endlessly interesting, eternally fascinating. So, of course, as an adult, when I heard about the chance to spend some time in that sacred place in the evening, I just jumped at it. So the date of the lecture came, and at dusk I entered the building through an employee entrance, and a guard pointed the way down a marble hall to a small staircase that descended to the floor below. I already was beginning to feel like a member of a secret society allowed to go where the normal populace wasn't. The staircase deposited me in another hallway. A hand-printed sign told me, lecture this way, with a helpful arrow. I followed obediently, and in a bit opened a heavy wooden door. A huge lecture auditorium was before me, a few people already seated, though the podium on the stage was empty. I took a seat and looked all around me at the huge, imposing room. In a little while, the auditorium filled up, and a professor, all-looking fellow, came into the room and stepped up to the podium. He began the lecture, the real story of the Salem Witch Trials. And for the next two hours, I was engrossed in the fascinating true story that, like most of American history, was unknown to the average school kid. The story was interesting, the atmosphere were even more so. I just had the thought that what better place to attend a lecture like that than in the American Museum of Natural History? It just seemed like an appropriate forum for discussions of other times, other people, other mysteries. So the lecture was a great success, and I was excited about returning for more of them in the future. The problem started when it was over. Most of the audience left the auditorium promptly, and I and a few others stayed behind to talk to the professor and ask him some questions. Of course, being a gentleman, they let the other people ask their questions first, and then when there was no one left, I asked mine. Having gotten the answers, I saw it. I promptly left the room, turned left down the hallway. First mistake. I should have turned right. But those marble halls and nondescript stairwells all look alike. I took one of those staircases up to where I thought I had descended from, but when I emerged, I knew something was wrong. A bizarre, carved, painted face shocked me from behind a pane of glass. I looked to the left and to the right, and there were scores of them. What I hope were dormant masks with strange markings and hollowed-out eyes somehow seeming to stare at me. How could they do that with no eyes? Okay, get out of there. Another hallway, another staircase, another dimly lit room with... What the heck was that? It looked like a runaway from a 1950s sci-fi film. It seemed to be a huge model. At least I hope it was a model of a giant spider. All right, this is getting weirder. Time to go home now. So how do I get out of here? I took off at a run, not wanting to see what I ran by, just intent on the lit sign that said exit. I hit the door hard, saw another small staircase, took those steps in one jump, and wham! 
I let out a small scream as a headhunter seemed to reach for me. This place wasn't a museum, it was a fun house. Except I wasn't very feeling the fun at the time. I backed away from the headhunter, frozen in time behind yet another pane of glass, and made my way somewhere else, back into the dimly lit hallway to my left, still looking for those exit signs. They were all over the place, but I was beginning to suspect they were all an elaborate joke perpetrated by someone watching on a security camera so they could watch someone like me, unlucky enough to make a wrong turn, and it must have provided endless entertainment. Well, would I have a story to tell when I got out of there? If I got out of there. Another staircase. This one I took down thinking I had simply wandered into the wrong wing of the sprawling building and I needed to start over. As I headed down, I looked to my right and through old stained pexiglass saw something else. An old woman bundled up against the increasing coldness in the building, looking this way and that, frightened, clearly lost like me. I had the image of a great web flash through my mind, one that simply collected wayward visitors, keeping them in this dim limbo with only the dead for company. I tried to dispel that image from my mind as I banged on the plexiglass and tried shouting to the woman. She did spin and look around in my direction and coiled back in fear, sure she was seeing an exhibit come to life to get her. When I caught a glimpse of my own face in the plastic, I couldn't blame her. My ordeal had taken a toll on my sense of serenity. I must have had when I came in the building. Now I look like a raving maniac. In a moment, it didn't matter. I lost sight of her. Well, at least I wasn't the only one that didn't find their way out of there tonight. Heck, maybe there were dozens of us wandering around trying to find an exit sign that really was an exit. No, I wasn't so sure I'd be coming back for more evenings at the museum. I stepped off the staircase, finding myself in a small alcove, and that couldn't be good. Two small hallways led from the room, which to take. The way I was making choices tonight, whatever my first thought was, I decided to do the opposite. So I took the one to the right, and that is when I saw the towering figure of a Kodiak bear rearing up on its hind legs, mouth agape, revealing long, sharp teeth, claws out and ready to tear me into pieces in the next second. Okay, up until now I had kept some semblance of cool, but this was getting to be too much. This was a good time to panic, I thought. I had the thought that all the guards, if there were any, had gone home and locked the place up for the night. How crazy was this to be in the middle of the largest city in the country, surrounded by thousands of people in Manhattan, and yet be alone in this huge building? Well, me and the old lady, and surrounded by crazy stuffed animals who look like they want revenge. Skeletons of dinosaurs that lived millions of years ago. Eyeless masks that could still see, headhunters, oh, and let's not forget the huge spiders from Mars. They would just find me in the morning, wandering about, having lost my mind completely, having been surrounded by all this death all night long. I had to take classes at night, huh? Great idea. Take classes on witchcraft at night in the basement of what I decided was the largest mausoleum in the whole city. Great idea. Like some insane kaleidoscope of antiquity, in and out of the shadows, I went down one hole and then another. All the images of the past hour flashing through my mind. I had to get out of here. And that's just about when I heard, Hey, hey you, what are you doing here? The museum's closed. Could it be? Someone would save me, lead me out of this place, back to the land of the living. I started to shout back, Lost, lost them, help, can you help please? And that's how my nocturnal adventure in the Museum of Natural History ended, with me being helpfully escorted out into the real world of Manhattan at night. Looking back, of course, I find myself just thinking about how different it all looked in the dark when I was alone, how each exhibit took on a whole different personality when viewed like that. 
Normally, of course, I would be surrounded by crowds all trying to get up close, but that night was anything but normal. Thankfully, it didn't diminish my enjoyment of the place, and in fact, I did register to take another class, only this time I didn't go alone. One night in the museum by myself was enough. It was just another crazy, wonderful night that could truly only happen in New York City. Rob.